Happy Father's Day. Let's open our Bibles, if you will please, to Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 92. I want to read four verses, verses 12 through 15. Psalms 92, verses 12 through 15. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our Lord. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. May the Lord bless his word. This is Father's Day, and I'm expected to preach to fathers and to the whole church. And uh, so we celebrate this every year. Someone said, our actions speak louder than our words. This is especially true in the home. Children learn values, morals, and priorities by observing how their parents act and react every day. If parents exhibit a deep reverence and a total dependence on God, the children will catch their attitudes. You agree with me? Okay. What we pray and hope for is for our children to see the reverence for God in us, men, speaking to myself and every man here, teaching them right living by honoring God in our families. The absence today of leadership in the home and the neglect of studying the Bible left many children's lives in confusion and led to the tragedy we are witnessing all over our land today. God is looking Please listen, men. God is looking for real men who stand firm in their convictions. Based on the word of God, we need men who have a backbone Christianity. Courageous men who are willing to be the right example to everyone they meet. God is in need Of men who put God's business above any other business. Friends. Dear brothers. Dear fathers. Dear men. God is looking for the man. Who is more concerned about winning souls. For Christ than he is about winning honor for himself. This is what God is looking for. This man. The Bible describes is a righteous man, verse 12, a righteous man who will flourish like the palm tree. And today, if I may say, may God make us palm tree men. How about that? Okay? Give this, take this title and run with it. And think about it. After we finish, you might want to think about it at home. He says, hey, you want me to be like a tree? Eh? Uh, well, after we finish, you might want to be like a tree. What does the Bible say in Psalm, first Psalm? 
the man who honors God, the man who walks with God, okay, he'll be like a what? A tree. Where? Planted by the river. What does this tree do when it's planted by the river? It gives its fruits on time. When you go to look for fruits, for peaches in the month of June, you'll find it. And this is why people are looking for fathers who are fruitful fathers. We're going to talk about that. And no, I want the man, it says in the Bible, the righteous man. Remember, a righteous man. What's the meaning of righteous? The man who is right with God. Simple, isn't it? The man who is right with God will flourish like the palm tree. How? <clears throat> Let's uh, look a little bit further to the, that palm tree. Uh, yesterday we were in, uh, in Los Angeles and I opened the window from my room on the fourth floor and I saw about 30 palm trees. I said, Lord, you're talking to me here? <laughs> I'm preaching on that tomorrow. 30 palm trees. And you know, they looked all, almost all the same height. And they're so tall. And the wind is blowing through their leaves. And they were bending a little bit and coming back. We're going to look at that. The psalmist des- described this right man that he is like a palm tree. Men, I want you to listen to this. The palm tree strains in the wind and the storm. But it stands firm because of its deep roots. We're talking about deep roots. Palm tree, first characteristic of a palm tree are deep roots. Deep roots. So is the Christian who is rooted in Christ. He can stand the winds of temptation and the storms of life. So, men, the very first challenge, we're going directly into the subject. Okay, How deep-rooted are we? Or, let's put it the other way, how shallow are we? The palm tree has many enemies. Also, these enemies threaten its life. Like the dryness of the desert. This is an enemy for the palm tree. The burning heat of the sun. The fierceness of the storms and other kinds of things that threaten the life of a palm tree. But if it is deep rooted in the earth, nothing of these elements will affect it. And the palm tree has roots that grow so deep in the earth. That, you know, in front of our house, there's a palm tree. Sylvia said, when we move to the house, says, I want a palm tree. So Bill went and bought us a small palm tree. I said, this is nice. (laughs) And this palm tree kept growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. Now, when I look at it, I have to do this. And it is so tall. So if you want to find out where we live, at the very beginning of the road, look at the palm tree and you know we live there. We had so many storms. Winds came. It was threatened by many elements. But this palm tree is still there. And it will bend. But it will not break. 
And so is a good Christian. No matter what happens, you're threatened by many elements. We go through many experiences in life. We are not, these people say, I'm throwing in the towel. Don't let me hear that. When things come, and when hard times, when tests come, when we go through many experiences in life, and some of them are painful ones, may God help each and every one of us to be palm tree Christians. We will bend, but we will not break. Why? Because we are deep-rooted. And let me ask our men today, where are your roots today? Where are your roots? Are your roots in the Bible? Are your roots in the Word of God? Are your roots in your family? Are your roots in the family that you have been uh, raising? And your roots there are deep in the Lord Jesus Christ with your family? The family that has a father who is the head of his household, who is a godly father, who is right with God, who is deep-rooted there, no matter how fierce are the storms, they are not going to wreck that house. They will bend, but they will not break. I promise you that, because this is what the Bible says. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. What if we are threatened, men? And whatever the nature of the threat, we know that our roots are in Him and Jesus Christ is in control. Is your life rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ? So many times we ask, how is so and so? I haven't seen him in church for quite some time. Well, uh, he's not doing well. You know what? Where are his roots? Ask this question. But when our roots are deeply there in the word of God, no matter what happens, the Lord will prevail in our lives. Men, may the Lord help us to have our roots deeply in the word of God and in Jesus Christ himself. Paul wrote to the saints in Rome, he says, you are going to be threatened. You are going to be see many problems and many situations. But he says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Tribulations, distress, persecution, famine. These are winds. These are storms. Nakedness, peril, or sword, or any other thing. But he says, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. This is a Christian who is rooted in Jesus Christ. And he made sure to say this. He said, if we are with Christ, so we can, and our hearts dwell with him. In Ephesians 3.17, he said, you are being rooted and grounded in Christ's love. There is no other foundation. It's a great foundation. What's your foundation today? Shall I ask how shallow it is? 
Have you met shallow Christians? They're transported by the winds. A wind comes from the north, they go north. A wind comes from the east, they go east. Because what? They are not rooted. There's a confession made by a psychiatrist. I read it and I want to quote it to you. A person, the man says, a person could visit three different psychiatrists and get three different approaches to his problem. Yeah, hello, with me? Okay. He could visit them again a few years later and discover that they have shifted their views even more. That's an experienced person. But those of us who are rooted in the Bible believe of an unchanging foundation on which we are built. A righteous man will flourish like a palm tree because he has deep roots in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we rooted in Christ? This is the question this morning. Or have we shallow roots that get get plucked out with the weakest rain or wind? Are we the man, the men in the family that our wives and children can depend on us? When stormy weather comes along, do they run to us and find in us a balanced, deep-rooted Christian? That is the challenge today for every father, every man. Are our roots in the world or in the Lord? This palm tree also is upright. We said first it's deep-rooted. Secondly, it's upright. No matter where it's planted, it grows straight up in the air. Have you seen a palm tree like this? No. Sylvia stood in front of a palm tree last week. You see, she said, is it going to break? I said, palm tree don't, don't break. Palm trees bend and don't break. And they are straight. They go straight. It's a fitting image of a clean Christian. Do you understand that? An upright Christian is a clean, clean Christian. An upright Christian is a clean father. An upright Christian is a person who believes in what the Bible teaches him and follows it. Verse 12 mentions what we read here, if you want to look at it. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And you know, we've heard about cedars. Do you know that I visited the cedars many times. I took uh, many tourists there. It took, uh, there's one or, there's about 10 cedars. He needs 12 men to go around it. Like this. Tell me, what can move this cedar? He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. How would you like to be like a cedar? How would you be, like to be like this tree that is immovable? 
They are very strong. They are majestic. They are durable. And there's one thing that people don't know. When you reach that mountain where they are, you smell an aroma that you don't smell in any other place at all. In any other wood, they have a special aroma. They can create a prairie aroma that you put in your car, you know, when you wash your car. What kind of an aroma? These are no aroma. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. These are aromas made by men that they will go after two, three days and then no, you have no aroma. But, but those trees have an aroma that they go 365 days a year since the Lord created them. Even Solomon was fascinated by them. And he built the temple from them. And you know, may God help us to have an aroma like a cedar tree. When people come close to you, what do they smell? We're not talking about uh, this. <laughs> but do they smell the smell of the world? I'm not going to name what are the smell of the world. But do they smell the sweet aroma of the Lord Jesus Christ? Men, God is looking for a palm tree Christians. Cedar-like Christians, strong Christians. There's a story in the world. And this is, they find it fascinating about a certain young man by his name. His name was Charles Elliot, a very well-known family in back east. He got engaged to a lady by the name of Ellen Peabody. And uh, his family received a letter congratulating them about this engagement. And this is, I want to say, it's a few words of the letter. He is, they say about the man that young lady was engaged to, he is a regular cedar. That was the letter. Congratulations. He is a regular cedar, post-firm, sound, and always in the same place. Translate that if you can. That's the world. How much it would mean to us Christian men in the home, in the church, in our community, in our workplace, if we could be like that in our manner of life, strong, firm, and upright. This is the palm tree Christians. What's the meaning? Webster's gives a meaning of upright. Well, I think we have the meaning, but it's good to see what Webster says. It says, righteous, honest, truthful, and just. How about that? You want to be upright? We want to be upright men. We want to be upright men. These are traits that should be found in every Christian. If we are to represent the Lord Jesus Christ men, the right representation, the true ambassadors for Jesus Christ, we need to have all these traits in us. How about a Christian who is, who is dishonest? Would, would people say he's a Christian? Men. Men, please listen to me. How about a Christian who lies? Would people say he is a true Christian? How about a Christian who is unjust? Would people say he is a true Christian? Thank you, Mr. Webster. 
How about a Christian who is not truthful? Would you trust an untruthful Christian? This is how we should act. Projecting the image of Christ. We have the best teacher. And the best book to instruct us and guide us. That is what our families expect from us. Lives that are useful, honest, and fruitful. Someone said, stand firm. Say what you want to say, even if it kills you. Be truthful. A small boy was on the witness stand in an important lawsuit. That's the truth. Sorry. The prosecuting attorney cross-examined this small boy and he almost destroyed him. He delivered, he thought, a crushing blow to the testimony. Your father has been telling you how to testify, has he not? The attorney was telling the boy. Yes, the little boy replied and did not hesitate with the answer. He said, yeah. Now, tell us how your father told you to testify What did he teach you? Well, the boy said modestly and without hesitation, Father told me the lawyers would try to tangle me in my testimony, but if I would just be careful to tell the truth, I could repeat the same thing again and again and again every time. May God help us to be upright always. For many years, Dr. Madison taught mathematics at Vanderbilt University. Prior to giving an exam, he would always tell his students, Today I am giving two examinations, one in trigonometry and the other in honesty. You got that? Okay. I hope you will pass them both. But if you must fail one, fail trigonometry. There are many good people in the world, he says, who can't pass trigonometry. But it's more important to pass the examination of honesty. Men, we can have a great Father's Day if we measure up to what God wants us to be. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we don't sometimes come short. But... If we attempt, if we strive to live for God as upright men, straight up. When people, when people talk about you, he says, you know what? He's truthful. Ask yourself this question. This man, I know him. He doesn't lie. He's right. You know who was upright in the Bible? When you go home, open Job 1.1. Let me read it to you. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless. Second word, upright, fearing God and turning away from evil. This is the man God wants to see in us. He was upright. And this tree, he says, the righteous man will flourish like a palm tree. Okay. One more thing. 
the palm tree is fruitful. We said first, it's deep-rooted. We said second, it's what? Upright. Third, what? Fruitful. What does the Bible say here? Verse 14. They will still yield fruit in old age. Don't say, I mean, I'm done. I'm 40 now, I'm done. You're beginning. Don't say my hair is graying and I'm done. I am only beginning. Even if a movie star like Clint Eastwood at the age of 75, he said, I'm starting to learn a few things. And thank God my mother, who is 96, is still here. That encourages me that I have a lot of things to do. That's a man of the world. How about men of God? We are only just begun. As the song says, you're starting. And let's start good. And let's work and be fruitful for God. They will yield fruit. The palm tree is a source of nourishment. I have seven sources to tell you about the palm tree. And let us measure ourselves a little bit. This palm tree produces dates. Up to 600 pounds of fruit each year. Do you know that? That's research. It serves as a beacon or harbor light for the caravans in the desert. When, they, when the caravans coming and they're looking for water, normally the palm tree is by the water. And when they will look for water, they look where can they see palm trees. And they follow that. And then they find fruitful trees there. The camel feeds on the stones of the dates. Do you know that? Camels, and they store them. And then they just eat on them as the days go. Fourth, the leaves are used in making a variety of household articles. You don't know that, but this is why in the, in the East, what they, did, what they did, what they do still. Threads are, and rope are made from the fiber of the skin. A drink is made from the sap. And it says that many people's existence depended on the palm tree. I read one thing more about the palm tree. The Lord created the palm trees in the desert. So they can be a help and a source of nourishment and a place where people sit there and find uh, water. And I believe the children of Israel, what, this is what happened when they found Seventy trees, right? And uh, water at Mara. But this tree, the historians say, if they pluck it out of its place where it is, what God has placed it, and bring it to Los Angeles, it will grow but will be a fruitless tree. Did you ever see dates on these trees? It's only fruitful where God has planted it. Man... Where God has planted you, be fruitful. Where God has placed you, be a true Christian. God has given you a responsibility. Take it and carry it. And sometimes it's difficult. But God will never give you a responsibility without giving you the grace to accomplish it. Don't pluck yourself out and say, I don't like it here. 
You are fruitful where God has placed you. You have a ministry where God has placed you. You have been a blessing where God has placed you. Don't let the mountains lure you. Like some people, yeah, I want to go live in the mountain. I don't want to hear about Bart. I don't want to hear about trains. I don't want to hear about uh, uh, 680 and 580 and accidents. I'm going to the mountains. I tell you one thing. You go to the mountains, you'll be fruitless. Where God has planted you, you can give 600 pounds of fruit every year. Like the palm tree. Are we being useful for the master? Are we being fruitful in our lives? What do people see in me as a father and as a man? What kind of fruits am I yielding? Is it love? Is it joy? Is it long-suffering? Is it gentleness, goodness, self-control, and all these fruits of the Spirit? Are we an oasis of refreshment like this tree? When caravans in the desert spot a palm tree, the traveler's heart, you know what happens? Leaps for joy because he knows there are water, shade, food, and refreshment for his tired body and spirit. Christian men, my last word to you and to myself. We should be like this tree, a mean of refreshment to a weary world. Are we refreshing to our families? Are we deep-rooted in the Word of God? Are we living a life that is upright, like our friend Job, blameless, upright, fearing God and turning away from evil? And if we want to be that oasis for our family, these men of God, let us Get closer to Christ. He is the source of every refreshment. Let us live in the light of God's word. And when we get closer to God, he'll make your life and mine flourish like a palm tree. The question is, are we palm tree Christians? Let's ask this self our questions. And if we can answer, say, Lord, I am, help me to be a, a better husband, a better father. Help me to be straightforward, upright, honest, sincere, just, fruitful, and deep-rooted in you. Then you can go home and fire the barbecue and say, I am a, truly a good father and uh, treat your family. And may God bless you, be with you, have a great and happy Father's Day. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we thank you for your word that is always rich. And if we have anything to say, it's because the word is a source that will never end. A source that will never dry. Help us to learn every day. Live by this word and honor you in everything we do. Bless us as we go our ways this afternoon, be with each and every family, and we pray that we will not forget what we hear and help our hearts to obey you, to love you, and be 
people who are always doing the right thing for the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Be with you. And enjoy this day.